So how is everybody? Everybody have a good Christmas? I will tell you, my kids were so excited Christmas Eve. They finally get to bed about 2 o'clock in the morning. They woke us up at 5.30 in the morning. And they were just so anticipating opening the presents that Santa brought. And they were so excited about it. You know, and I love that anticipation, you know, that they're so excited. They're just bursting with energy. You know, they have, because they have something to look forward to, the Christmas gifts. And we have something to really look forward to. And that's something I've never preached about, never really talked about much in my sermons before, was he- is heaven. You know, we're going to be in heaven someday. And that's, an ex- that's exciting. You know, we have something to look forward to. And that is the kingdom of God. And... You know, we get a lot of questions about heaven and what will it look like. And it tells us in Revelations 21, 19 through 27. The walls were made of jasper. The city was made as pure gold and gla- as pure as glass. The foundations of the city's walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. first foundation was jasper. The second was sapphire. The third, argate. The fourth, emerald the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh crystallite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jarnacite, and the twelfth amethyst. There will be twelve, the twelve gates were each made of one giant single pearl. The great streets of the cities was gold as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need a sun or moon to shine on it. The glory of God gives light and the Lamb its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the King king of the earth will bring splendor into it. On no day will the gates ever be shut. There will be no night. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose name were written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, I've always heard people, well, you know, it's all about the money and that the streets will be made of gold and that. It doesn't have value in the gold. They, in heaven, they use it like asphalt, gold. You know, it's, it's, we have that perspective of how beautiful this place that we are going to be in, in our, for eternity. It is so awesome. You know, in heaven we'll have a mansion where we all will dwell with Jesus. Can you imagine having Jesus as your roommate? That'd be pretty cool. You know, just walk down the hall and say, hey, you know. It tells us in John 14, 2 and 3, In my Father's house house are many mansions. If it, if it were not so, I would have, would have told you. I go to prepare a place, and, and I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, and that where I am, you also may be. Can you just think about, Jesus has been in heaven for almost over 2,000 years preparing a place for us. 
He's a carpenter. Can you imagine what it's going to look like? I mean, they made the world in seven days. God, even preparing heaven for, you know, 2,000 years. You know, when I, you know, when I look out when I'm out fishing and camping and stuff, and I look out and I see the water and the beauty that God created, that's not even close to what heaven's going to look like. We have so much to look forward to. And I believe in this world right now, we need some stuff to look forward to. We're living through 2020 and 2021. We really need some stuff to look forward to. You know, and 2022 is still not looking too good either. But we have to look for what's so important, that Jesus is coming back. And we have a place that he has prepared for us. That is so awesome. It is I mean, that is a word to use awesome. I think awesome is the most overused word in the English language. When you're seeing what God has created, now that's awesome. And when we prepare things in this world to it, we're not even close. And he loves us so much that he prepared this place for us. He was willing to die on the cross for us to bring us. You know, heaven will be a city built for worship. I mean, can you imagine being in worship all the time, being in the presence of God. You know, it's not, it's just, it's so amazing. It tells us in Hebrews, there's no slide for this pen, so 12, 23 to 23. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to be insurmountable company of angels, to the generation's general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God the judge of all to the spirit of the just men made perfect this passage is rich and beautiful in detail description of heaven the living city of God will be a spectacular place according to God's perfect design and and it's so we, we lose so much track of what we have to look forward to can you imagine living in a world with no sin? All this, you know, the way it should be. Basically living in the Garden of Eden, where you can go up and hug a lion. I am want to do that. That's one of the, on my bucket list when I get to heaven. There's no bucket list, but I want to go hug a lion. <laughs> and it says the lamb will lay with the lion. Things will be so different that we just can't even imagine. And we have this to re- look forward to. You know, and... All nations and all people will worship Jesus. That is what is so amazing. After all these things, I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number. All nations, tribes, people, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne of the Lamb. That's just amazing. You know, we get so lost in what we're going through in this world, we forget what we have to look forward to. Like my kids waiting to open their Christmas presents. They were so excited. And at 5.30 in the morning, excited wasn't the word for it. I made them wait to 6.30. You thought I was putting them through torture. (laughs) I mean, we've been to bed like two hours, and all of a sudden they're back in. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) You know, it's just, we look so much, we look so much at what we have now, and we worry about everything in today's, but we have to 
plan for the future of what we have and the hope that we have. That's the, what Christmas is about, is the hope, the new hope. Emmanuel, God is with us. You know, it's so important that we hang on to that. I mean, we get reminded of Christmas, and then the, the last three years, it just kind of like fades. And then we go in this circle. You know, the hope. Could you imagine the anticipation of that night, the angels waiting to announce the birth of the king? I mean, can you just, I could just, could you feel the electricity? I can't feel the electricity in the air on that night. The anticipation of the Lord coming to earth. We should have that, we should have that energy all year. Jesus is coming back, and I believe soon. And we, you know, we lose the fact, and heaven is so just uncomprehendable about what it looks like. It is so amazing what we have to look forward to. And heaven will be filled with peace, joy, and praise. Therefore, therefore, they are before the throne of God and serving him day and night in his temple. And he will sit on the throne, will dwell among us. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst, nor the, nor the sun shall not strike them nor the heat for the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountain of water and God will wipe out every tear from their eye. I mean, this is what we have to look forward to in heaven. I mean, it's just amazing. There are seven things I want to talk about that we need that we can look forward to in heaven. And this is all in scripture. You know, you should always have something to look forward to. A lot of times we can't think of anything. But heaven can be the ultimate thing to keep us motivated and give us hope. Here are the seven things. A renewed body. I'm ready for that. <laughs> I am ready to not get up in the morning and everything hurt. I mean, I'm getting to the point I look like a baby deer learning to walk in the morning. You know, the knees kind of like don't kick in until I'm halfway down the steps. You know, there'll be no more disease. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more diabetes, no more high blood pressure, no more. That will be gone. It, you know, it's just our bodies will look, make, look good. You know, we'll be all right in a swimsuit. You know, <laughs> you know. And Reese's Pieces and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups will be good for you. And lots of gravy, Nicole. 2 Corinthians 1 through 3 says, Awaiting the new body. For we know that if the, the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an internal house in heaven, not built by human hands, Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly body dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. In other words, when we get to heaven, we're going to have this amazing body. Nothing's going to hurt, which, like I said, I'm ready for that. <laughs> the older I get, the more aches and pains that I get, you know. But we have a new body to wait for look for and we'll be able to run and do things that we can't do here on earth the second thing is that we're going to have angels angels are invisible to us on earth but they are always there helping us in our lives 
You even have a guardian angel that specifically watches over you. In heaven, you will be able to meet them and talk to them and ask them anything you want. Can you imagine talking to your guardian angel? All I know is I'm in trouble. <laughs> my guardian angel in my younger days, he's probably on Prozac. No. <laughs> you know, it took you 40 years to find Jesus. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, it says Matthew, uh, Matthew 18, verse 10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you, their angels in heaven always see the face of the heavenly Father in heaven. I just think it's so cool to be able to meet our guardian angel, to walk and talk with angels, and to talk with like our Bible heroes. Can you imagine sitting and talking with Moses or David? I mean, this is what we have to look forward to. You know, we can hang out with Peter and say, buddy, I was a lot like you. <laughs> you know, that's something that we need to remember. You know, the third thing is there'll be no pain in heaven. There will be no pain whatsoever. No nor depression, no more worry, no more emotional pain, no more physical pain, no more work pain or extreme stress. It tells us in Revelation 2.21 verse 4, I will wipe away every tear, and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, or crying, or pain. All these things will be gone forever. This is what we got to look forward to. You know, I just found out this morning before church, I was looking at Facebook, one of my friends I went to high school with died yesterday. We're the same age. <laughs> I don't know any of the details. I just knew him. He talked to me a couple times over the years on Facebook. But we never know how much time we have. There'll be, well, when we get to heaven, there will be no more pain, no more sorrow. You know, this Christmas was hard. My mom's, this is my second Christmas without my mom. You know, I still can, you know, her and I baking cookies was hilarious. It was a battle. <laughs> but I miss it. And there'll be no more sorrow. We'll, no, we'll be with our loved ones. There'll be no more pain. It's so important that we have these things to look forward. God has always given us hope. That's why he gave us the Bible. And we, we always get overwhelmed with what's here instead of what's coming. And that's the king is coming back. And if we know Christ and we are his children, we are going to live in the most beautiful place that we can imagine. You know, it, 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 we're going to live in a place prepared for us by God. That is just amazing. Jesus himself has prepared a place for you on the new earth in the holy city. I think it's safe to say this place is more beautiful than most beautiful mansion on earth. And without no mortgage. <laughs> you know, no bills. We're going to live, you know. You know, John says, like I said, there is, there is more than enough room in my father's house. If it was not true, I would have told you, but I am going to prepare a place for you. Like I said, we have a place being prepared for us as we speak, where we're going to spend eternity in the heavenly city of the New Jerusalem. That is, you know, I think that's worth looking forward to. I think it's worth being excited about. Am I excited? Are you? I mean, I'm more excited about not hurting anymore. <laughs> you 
You know, and the fifth is worship. You think we think think of heaven. A lot of people imagine endless church services where we're singing to God for all eternity. This could not be further than the truth. I, the difference is when we're in worship, and I love worship. You guys love worship. When you're in that moment, it's time just disappears. You know, it always gets me so. It kind of. Sometimes when the worship is just right, I feel like I could just reach another two inches and touch God. And when the worship is over, it's like I feel like I've been unplugged from that. And that's honestly depressing. But when we get to heaven in that worship, we're never going to be disconnected from that moment. We're actually going to touch the hand of God. You know, we will be, we will be doing many things because heaven is like life on, on steroids. But when we, we do worship God, we have a closeness with him like never before. It is the most thrilling, emotional, joyful, revival thing you can ever do. Can you imagine worshiping in front of the king? I just, I love it. It'll be like the most ex- excite, excite, and most incredible experience you ever had, time one trillion. You can't even re- relate of how awesome it'll be worship in heaven. You know, Revelation 19.6, Then I heard a sound like a shout, a vast crowd, or the roar of a mighty ocean wave, or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. That's what the worship is going to be like in heaven. It's going to be like the party that you never could imagine. You know, and also a number six thing we got to look for, we're going to enjoy his creation. We're going to live basically in the Garden of Eden, the way the world was supposed to be before sin entered. This is what we have to look forward to. And this should give us strength in our darkest moments to get through it because we have something to look forward to. I read a book about POWs um, during the Vietnam War, and they asked the one how did you make it through the torture and everything? Because I always had hope I would be rescued. The one thing that keeps people going is hope. And we have the hope that comes through Jesus Christ. The eternal hope. That is so important that we remember that. We have the hope. You know, we we be able to enjoy the stunning beauty of this world from wherever. You know, I think we can look into space. I don't know what the heavenly rules were, but we can look at the galaxies and everything from heaven. That's amazing that we we cannot even visualize. We can't even remotely understand in our earthly bodies what we have to look forward to. You know, you know, Luke tell Luke's 23 verse 43. As Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's what we have to look forward to. Paradise. A heavenly place. The devil wants us to forget what God has planned for us. He wants us to be so overwhelmed and so caught into everything that's going on in our lives that we forget the hope that we have in Christ. He wants us to doubt the hope we have in Christ. You know, the Bible's full of of a lot of promises. Guess what? Everyone has come true other than the prophecies that are coming true as we look at the world today. There's no 
retractions in the Bible. What Jesus says and what God says in the Bible has happened, will happen, and is happening. And he tells us, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's an awesome hope. I really, you know, we have to stop letting this world bring us down when we have the eternal hope that comes through Jesus Christ. Life is hard, trust me, I know. And sometimes even I lose hope, you know. When we look out here as pastors and we got two people out here listening, it hurts. But we've got to remember we got two people. <laughs> and that's all that matters. You know, we... We live in a world right now that's full of darkness, full of fear, and that is all they want us to dwell on is the fear that's out there, not the hope that we have in Christ, not that we have this amazing place waiting for us. We have a king that at a drop at any moment can call us home with with the cry of an archangel, the sky's going to split open, and we're going to be with God. That's pretty awesome to look forward to. You know, I have people always question, I love eschatology and I always study end time stuff. It's kind of my thing. And there are a lot of, more people ask me about who's going to be the Antichrist than when Jesus is coming back. I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus because we're out of here. That schmuck can do whatever he wants after we're out of here. <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm looking for is that sky to split open into Christ to return. I read an article, and it was about a home for Down syndrome and special need children. It was a very Christian kind of school, and the reporter was asking a bunch of questions. He goes, and the only, like the head of the school asked, "What is your biggest like maintenance thing or whatever you do?" He goes, "We got to constantly clean the windows." And the guy's like, "What do you mean we constantly got to clean?" Because these children are always looking out the window, looking for Christ to return. Because they know they're going to be made whole again. They're not going to have their, their ailments. You know what? We need to be looking out our window every day looking for Christ's returns. You know, go give the devil the time of day. He's already lost, and he just wants us to doubt and live in fear. We should live in hope every day. And it's not always easy. It's truly not always easy to live in hope. Seven, we will have... We're going to have eternal life. When we get to heaven, we will be there forever. We will live in the most stunning, least boring, mind-boggling place of endless love, peace, joy. It is so awesome that we can just can't even comprehend. And it tells us in my favorite verse of scripture, For God so loved the earth, he gave his only Son, that whomever believe him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's an awesome promise right there. And all he asks us is to believe in him. You know, Jesus loves us so much. He has pursued us. He has hunted us down. He has never stopped pursuing us. I know every time I tried running from God, I turned around, he was right there. (laughs) You know, and we get so lost in everything going on in this world that we forget that We have a God that loves us so much that he is willing to pursue you, to forgive you, to love you even when you weren't lovable. You know, I talked about my friend that passed away. When I was in high school, this kid and I did not get along. He was a jerk. And 
long story short is he texts me on Facebook Messenger. He's like, do you remember me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He goes, so you're a pastor. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm waiting for it. And he was going through a really hard time in his life. And, he, and the old non-Christian side of me wanted to say, good, but no. <laughs> but the person I became ended up actually ending up friends with him. God can change anybody. And we have to remember that the only hope... I know Chris is in heaven. His name was Chris Eric. He was a Christian. He came to Christ really late in his life. But he had the hope to come. You know, we always get so lost in the moment, the loss, what's going on. And we forget what we have to look forward to. And that is... The most amazing place to be with Jesus in the Emerald City. You know, those gates, the 12 gates will be made of pearl. Each one, one giant pearl. What I think is funny about a pearl is actually caused from pain inside of a clam. It's an irritation. So out of suffering comes something beautiful. And out of the suffering of Christ came something beautiful. It's our salvation. You know, we may go through some hard times in our lives. But the outcome will always be better than what we're going through. And as long as we have Christ in our life, as long as we know Jesus, there's hope. The person, can you imagine a person in today's world right now not knowing Jesus and not having the hope? I would be losing my mind. But I know that these things must happen. Everybody's telling me the world's falling apart and all this. I was like, no, it's falling into place. All this stuff has to happen. And like it, Scripture tells us, this is no, God always tells us what's going to happen, and it's in here. It's not a surprise. You know, these things must happen. These are birth pains of a world longing for its Savior. And at that moment, when that sky splits open and we're with our King, it, I just can't imagine. And the merit, we have the marriage supper to look forward to. You know, the white throne of judgment, the good throne that we go to, all us believers, not the other throne, <laughs> where we'll get crowns for our rewards of Christians. And they're not going to mean anything. We're going to give them back to Jesus. That is what's so amazing. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't need a crown. But if I get to give it back to God, yeah, I want to do this. You know, we have so much to look forward to. There's always hope. And that hope comes from the cross. And from that night 2,000 years ago, when our Savior was born. And it's, we get, I just pray that we keep the season alive in our hearts, the hope that came on that night, that we share it with everybody. Because right now we need hope in this world. And that hope only comes through Christ. The, hope doesn't, the Savior doesn't come on Air Force One, he comes from the clouds, his name is Jesus Christ. No king, no politician, no anybody is going to save this world. Only one thing is going to save the world, and that's Christ. And I just can't wait to see the heavenly kingdom. And we're going to know everybody that we touched in our lives to bring them there. And they're going to remember us. That, I think, is so cool. You know? I can't wait to see my best friend Brian, who was killed many, many years ago, who shared the gospel with me when I did not want to hear it. <laughs> 
We used to go back and forth. I think we actually got in a couple scraps over it. But he never gave up. I'll see him in heaven. That's what's so amazing. That's what we have to look forward to. No more pain. No more tears. A beautiful place to live. Don't let this world bring you down. Don't let Satan keep you in this moment. Live for the moment to come. The hope that we have in Christ. Keep it alive the rest of the year. You know, stop letting everything beat us down. Because God doesn't want us like that. He wants us praising and worshiping and jumping and loving and sharing his word and the good news. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the gift of your Son and the hope that we know that we are going to be in heaven with you. I pray the day comes soon when we are called home. But if it's not today or tomorrow, we will continue to live and worship you and praise you and share your word. I pray that everybody keeps the spirit alive, the hope that we have in you, the hope that came on that cold night in a manger. In your heavenly name I pray, amen.